Hey, Philip. Hey, San. How are you doing this evening? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. Hey. I have not changed out of my PJs all day. I don't know about you guys. How? How? What's What's your clothing situation like? Yeah, I don't even know if I want to say that. Like on. Oh, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I just I'm chilling. I'm in the house. Like. <laughs> uh, what about you, Philip? Are you actually dressed in in outdoor clothes? I'm actually dressed in. I'm dressed in. You know, it's one of those things they say because I'm working from home, right? It's one of those things that they have on the, all these fucking articles coming out these days about like how do, if if you never work from home before, like here's how you do it. And one piece of advice I see I see over and over again is just to like dress up like you normally would when you Hell go to the no, office. Hell no, I'm not doing that. Which you mean like dressing you know, for- slacks, button downs? Oh no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well. I know. I'm just used to wearing, you know, like jeans and a t-shirt or whatever. So I'm actually dressed a little bit better than usual with the button button down shirt today. Uh, I was actually gonna wear a tie just for funsies. That's um, that's uh, some mentally ill stuff right there. <laughs> no, I like dressing. I especially try to dress up when I'm not feeling well, like when I'm stressed or hungover or whatever. I feel a bit better about myself. So okay, uh, Sen, how have you been dealing with uh, staying inside all the time? Honestly, I was kind of like doing it already, like, like these pat. Hey, same here, you know. So yeah, I was already <laughs> basically doing that. If it weren't for uh, video dates, which I'll I'll talk about later, I honestly see mm. no reason for me to change out of out of my PJs. Uh, if if I'm being yeah, honest. but even for a video date, you could just wear like a really nice, you know. Wait, shirt, what? You're going you on a video be... date? <laughs> Uh yeah, that's that's the that's a hot new thing, Sen. Wow. Uh, that, that's what all the that's what all the hip people are doing these days. Okay, so you know? that's something that I'm worried about. That I'm like kind of concerned right now too. Is that like should I see people? Like I don't know about video in real life. Yeah, like could we still have hookups? Like there needs to be like a hookup guideline. Like you know. Uh, I I guess if you're both, if you've both been tested. Uh, which in America which means you're, you're a professional athlete or an actor. So, right. yeah, okay, <laughs> that's. Uh, but yeah, I I don't think hookups are advisable right now. Damn, um, you've heard of that freaked out, really. I, I heard I heard sex toys are flying off the shelves <laughs> now, and you know, makes sense. You know how there are some some of those kind of like fringe toys that are remote where. I mean, you have like remote vibrators and all that. Oh, you mean like you mean like what they have a name for? It? It's called like teledodonics. Something like that. It, it's like it, it, it. There's like an accelerometer that that you can like put on your around your waist or something to simulate like thrusting. I don't mm. know. It, I, I think these exist, and I think they're more of joke, like a joke novelty item. But they'll probably be used for real now because unless you live in the same building, everyone's in a long distance relationship now. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's not basically. It's just more long distance relationships for the most part. So if these things like these sex toys exist already for for uh, LTRs, then you know right. you still have. But them I'm out. I'm guessing for LTRs, I don't I don't know how many people were were using them, but I think now because as I said, it, the everyone is kind of in one now, and people are, are still going to want to uh, you know hook up. I mean, like phone sex can only can only go so far, right? So yeah, I don't see it for that. Honestly, I I said. So the guy that I'm talking to, I sent him like this thing. You can get it on Amazon. It's a kit basically, and it's called Clona Willy. You basically like it, it basically makes a Clona Willy. Clona Willy. Basically, it makes like a mm. silicone mold of your like of your dick. So I sent that to the guy that I'm talking to, and I was just like, "Here, take this and send it back to me. Send what you get back to me." Because <laughs> honestly, oh, so it's it's like um. 
Oh, you, you guys remember those old toys from um from back when we were kids? They were like uh like Doctor Insano's lab or something, and and there were these molds, and you inject this like disgusting jelly in it and you eat it i think you're supposed to it was supposed to make candy i, I guess it's it's some, something yeah like it's that, basically uh, like that equivalent. yeah mm. and you can make yours like glow in the dark it's really cool <laughs> and you'll never lose it <laughs> i hope he actually does it escape from plan a escape escape Hey, welcome everyone. This is another episode of Escape from Plan A. I am your host, Chris, formerly known as Oxford. I think I'm still going to say that. And I'm joined here tonight by Philip. Hey, what's up, Philip? Hey, Chris. I think this is the first time I'm calling you, calling you Chris on the pod, so... How you doing? Yeah, I think you're gonna slip up and call me Ox. So <laughs> I'll probably I'll, do it. It's fine. Yeah, and a returning guest, Sen. Hey, Sen. Hey, what's up, guys? And uh, for listeners who did not uh, catch the episode that Sen was on previously, it was episode number seventy-eight. Yes, it was called I think AAPI Trans Women. Sen was on it. Same with Nia. Um, and it's a great episode. Uh, so wow, that was 78 when we were still in the double wow. digits. But everyone should check that episode out. Welcome back. Yay, thank you. It's good to be back. And we announced this on Twitter a few days ago, but since we're all in you know bunker mode because of the coronavirus, we decided that our bonus episodes, which had previously been only accessible to our patrons, uh, are now we're just gonna release some. Uh, to the public because hey we're all indoors and there's only so much uh you know hulu and whatever that we we can do so you know we're all looking for things to do and we're hoping we can play a small part by releasing these episodes so uh from now on until uh, you know when the, when this whole pandemic is brought under control there will be no distinction between the free and bonus episodes both will be released uh freely so this is the first of those episodes, and I know we've been talking about some really heavy shit recently. I mean, I, our last pod was was about fighting, basically. <laughs> so we thought, and 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 believe believe me, we'll we'll, we'll talk plenty about that because there's so much horrible shit going on right now, especially against Asians. But we thought, uh, we well, let's take a little break from that and just talk about how we are spending our days these days uh just kind of like cooped up in our places so philip why don't you why don't you um tell us what you've been up to up there in toronto yeah so uh i guess there's a couple of things happening right one is that i'm i'm my work has put out the official this is like a week ago right but the official work from home order uh order to the entire company and so i've been kind of like half cooped up at home i've been occasionally breaking like the quarantine and heading to the office because i had to pick up my monitor at one point but uh, mostly working from home, uh, which for me isn't new. Like this startup, you know, that I've started like four years ago or so, like for the first whole bunch of like three, two or three years, I was really working from home or working from coffee shops or, you know, co-working spaces remotely for my team in New York for the longest time. Um, so that's not new to me. And like in my previous jobs, I've done a lot of remote work um, from like California office or London office or, or even an office in China or whatever. So that's not new. 
But what is new is uh, being home, you know, more often like over just over the weekend and stuff and just trying not to go out as much because of this whole new fun trend of, what do they call it? Social distancing? Yeah, that's the new, that's the word of the year. Yeah, so I've been, you know, doing that. And I think a lot of folks here in, in Toronto, especially now that we have a state of emergency as of a day ago in Ontario, uh, and like all the bars and restaurants are shut down here in Toronto, I think much like in New York, um, that, uh, you know, people are just really sick at home because there's just less to do. Um, and also it's, it's probably the right thing to do. You probably don't want to be out there if there's, you know, random risk of, um, you know, infection. Uh, every once in a while you see an article go by about how like so-and-so got off a flight from Italy or whatever. And they had, uh, they were tested positive, but before they were tested, you know, they were riding through like all the commuter trains and the subways and whatever. So, um, I guess there's that risk, but I'm, I'm personally, and we can get into this later, but I'm personally not as hysterical about this whole thing. So for me, like, you know, a lot of what has changed is because other things are closing down, like restaurants aren't open in the same way. Bars aren't open. Um, you know, I had a concert I was going to tomorrow that has been canceled. So that's not happening. So stuff like that. Oh, which concert was it? I was going to go see Caribou. Um, at I think the Danforth Music Hall, which is, is a, a popular music venue in Toronto. Caribou's uh, <laughs> it's very CanCon. It's a Canadian uh, electronic music band, formerly known as Manitoba. Uh, that's quite popular here. Okay. Yeah, very popular in Canada. Like three shows all canceled. Um, but not so well known oh, in the damn. U.S. So anyway. Mm, I see. I'll I'll check them out. Uh, Sen, uh, how how's it been over in Queens? Um. Yeah. Like I was saying before, like it's just been the same. Like. I've been this way for a couple months now, like, because I'm, like, unemployed. I'm unemployed. I was unemployed before this started, and I'm unemployed now, so nothing has really changed. Um, I've just been, like, I've been trying to, like, um, like learn how to code. Um, I've, I found, like, a GitHub cool. of, like, really good just resources on all different programming languages. And then I also, I'm reading, like, antiviral books, which is really weird. Like, I'm on, I feel like I'm on this, like, fringe side of Twitter that's, like, all conspiracy theorists. And they're basically, like, linking, like, herbal, like, it's very, like, Dr. Sebi kind of type of shit. Like, they'll tell you, like, if you take a teaspoon of turmeric every day, you won't get the virus. I don't know. Like, okay. I just want to read just in case, you know, there's some truth to this. And I have turmeric at home. So I don't know. I'm like interested in all that. Yeah, I, mean, I have turmeric too. I, I used it to make butter chicken Yeah, uh, the other night, but uh, maybe I should eat it directly. Oh, man. I know. I, I, I'm not so sure if, if I'm down with the whole turmeric uh, trend that's been going on. I've been watching the, the new... Um, Ugly Delicious season two with David Chang. Oh shit! Yeah, I should get I should get on yeah. that. Um, and oh, uh, speaking of Ugly Delicious, uh, I mean, uh, Philip, you can talk about that. I also want to know what you guys have been watching to pass the time. So, Philip, well, why don't you talk about Ugly Delicious? Uh, yeah, season two's out. Um, you know, we I think here on Planet we were big fans of season one, uh, just because D Chang's he does a good job of tying you know politics and culture to food in a way that most food shows like just don't even think about in any way whatsoever um and he's he's kind of in full force in, in this new season i've only seen the first two episodes um i thought the second episode about uh india and indian food was super cool because I've, I've always in the last like you know two years of being much more obsessed with food felt like indian food is and south asian food in general has been kind of like misunderstood or not understood or not not popularized in the same way that, that east and southeast asian food has been 
been doing well. I feel like Indian food has plateaued at a certain level where it's po- like everyone likes it, but it, it doesn't seem to particularly inter- fascinate people the same way, like say Chinese or Japanese or or even Korean. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he Korean. tries to get into that, that, right? I mean, my personal theory is that it just it just doesn't Instagram well, honestly, right? Like a, cur- a curry possible. just doesn't photograph well. Right, like like you know Vietnamese food, for example, right, is like super beautiful, right? It's a lot of herbs, a lot of colors, right? Um, a lot of interesting things going on, but with curries, not so much. And so you know, people are super fucking basic, right? They'll eat whatever whoever they're following is eating, and so you don't get the same viral, you know, interest in it. So anyway, I don't want to get too deep into it, but the season's been good. Um, next episode's on steak, which I'm pretty interested in. Um, but it's a good show. But in in the Indian uh, India uh, episode, he he talks about the turmeric like hype, right? <laughs> and oh, there's, yeah. there's a there's this montage they do. It's quite funny of like a bunch of people, like white people mostly, like consuming turmeric products. Um, and and one short clip of it was like this woman, I think, brushing her teeth with like turmeric toothpaste, and it's all yellow in her teeth. <gasps> no, in her teeth. Oh. <laughs> it just looks really bad. I don't know. Anyways, you should watch it and then get back to me on how you feel about turmeric. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so does it like does the toothpaste smell like turmeric? I don't know. I, that, I it's a video. I don't, I don't think know. that's I have no a clue. smell. Wait, you I would wanna, not like, use turmeric as a toothpaste you know? though, because that would just dye your teeth. It would just make it yeah, yellow. right? Like that's it's crazy. So anyway, just, you should watch it. It's on Netflix. You should watch it. Let me know what you think. Okay, it's crazy. Sen, what what are you watching, Whoa. or are you watching? So I just finished watching Kingdom, which was it was. Mm. Oh, I heard it was that's really, good. It was good. I mean, I could see why people... Like, at first, when I saw people were comparing it to Game of Thrones, I was like, I don't know, that's kind of basic. But now I kind of see it, because, like, mm. I feel like season two was kind of, like... It was just a lot of build-up. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but... Don't spoil it. I, I watched season one. I love season one. Please don't spoil it. Okay, I won't. I'm sorry. And then I'm also but watching... You, but you enjoyed it. You said... You thought it was good. It was. It was It was good, I guess, Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for the next season, so I guess that means something. Um, I'm also watching Westworld. Oh yeah, you. I think you tweeted about that. Yeah, but I wish like HBO would have just like released the whole season like at once. I don't know why they're bothering <laughs> to do this whole like, who even does that anymore? Who like releases episodes weekly? Yeah, especially especially these days, I uh you know people uh might be you know killing each other in in like three days, so get get it all right. out now. This is your last chance to get the views and the clicks. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching Giri Haji on oh, yeah. Netflix. That's the that's the BBC show about uh, like a Japanese detective who's um, who's caught in this uh, yakuza gang war, and he has to find his brother, who's kind of responsible for it, who's run away to London. It's a really good show. I'm not really into gangster movies and and stuff like that, but between this and Sleeping Dogs, which I've been playing a lot on the computer, uh, Philip, you and I. And Mark are playing the pot about mm-hmm. this. So, if listeners, if you're a fan of Sleeping Dogs, that's something you have look, to look forward to. I just have to finish the game first before we pot about it. But between these two, I just want to be an Asian gangster right now because <laughs> they just make the thing look so so cool. And um, and what I really like about the show is actually really funny in a in a kind of like natural deadpan way. Oh, really? It looks super serious. It doesn't look funny at all. It, it, no, it's very broody. It's very violent. Okay, but. I think the characters are created so well that just like these little moments they have where one of them might do something kind of silly. It's just really funny, I find. And then there's this one character, Rodney, who's this uh, gay male prostitute. Oh, he's he's such a good character. He just has the best lines and it's just, yeah, you just want to... Wait, is this like an 
anime or it's live action? No, it's live action. Oh, okay, okay. But actually, interestingly, in the beginning when they do the recaps, they do it in this kind of comic book. Oh, cool. Uh, Oh. anime-ish style which which i find very, nice is this a cool. netflix original looks like it is uh well i think they claimed it but i think it was made independently by the bbc oh i see a bbc uh, video and then I, yeah. I think netflix imported it i mean they claim it's an original i don't know what that's supposed to mean but i don't think they had much to do with it uh whatever but is there a, is there a korean version of like the yakuza because i know like chinese people they have like the triads i'm sure there is mm-hmm. I mean, there's like there's gangsters in it everywhere. I, I bet if you go to the Mennonites, they they'll have their own organized crime <laughs> syndicate. But I don't know the. Uh, I guess that's kind of embarrassing. I should probably know, but I don't know the exact name. But definitely, Korea has organized crime for sure. Okay, yeah. good to know. So anyway, uh, we were talking about a video chat dating. So I uh, I went on it and I I had a thought that hey, what if this is the future? This could be the new normal. Because I think it does solve a couple of fundamental gender conflicts. One is that uh, women are worried of being used for sex on a first date, and men are worried about being used for you know paying whatever it is they do or eat on a first date. Uh, but this kind of solves both issues, and I mean it raises a, a bunch of other issues. For instance, I mean I live with my brother, so. Uh, you know, it is a little weird, and we we live in a relatively small apartment with thin walls, so he can easily hear everything I'm saying here. And imagine how annoying that would get if you, your roommate you could hear them going on dates again and again, probably telling the same stories, probably. Uh, you know, you know, everyone kind of has their like dating persona, first date persona. That'd be kind of weird for everyone in your apartment to know. And um, what if you live in a kind of like an ugly room uh, that doesn't look good through a, through a cheap webcam makes you look like a like a you know kid living in a in your mom's basement that that's not a very uh, alluring aesthetic philip you were mentioning this whole thing that happens usually when you're video conferencing on business like hey can you hear me can you hear me now this is the last 10 seconds what do you say that kind of thing yeah well yeah what a mood killer right exactly but <laughs> is that part of the reality? Like, did it go smoothly? How did it go? I think it went well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still talking to them, so okay. it it is it is interesting. Wait, but what did you guys? What did you guys do? Like, did you guys just like talk? It was just a conversation over video. Yeah, it's just it's just like a normal. It's as if we were sitting across from each other at a table at a bar and just talking. Oh, like each of you were having drinks on your like own end. Like, is it like a mukbang where you guys just like eat for one another? Yeah, we, I had I had my uh, mug of wine. <laughs> oh my god! I was, nice. I like I was that. Drinking that. I like that. It shows it shows that you've you've got you got some um, sophistication, but you're also kind of chill because you're drinking from a mug. Well, I only have mugs anyway because mugs are very versatile. You know, you, like yeah, I got the handle there. You know, makes sense. Yeah, the hot, cold, whatever, mm-hmm. it can handle it. Uh, but see, there's this weird mix of intimacy and distance because, like, like the distance, obviously, they're they're you're you're literally very distant from each other. You know, you can't like touch or whatever. Yet uh, you're also, you know, you can give them a tour of your apartment if you want. Show off. Which is not something that happens, you know, within minutes of meeting someone. Um, So yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a brave new world out there. It is. I can see people getting pretty creative with it too. Right. Um, I I don't know. I'm guessing you like maybe met this person on like Hinge or Tinder or something. 
and then you like shared your your um, handle for FaceTime. Like I'm sure that's a, it's pretty informal, right? There's, it's not like built into the app in any way. Well, FaceTime, you just need their number. Yeah. So you, you would get their number anyway. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I can imagine there being an app where they, like, try to put some kind of format around dating. So there's, like, trivia or games, like icebreakers, basically, to make it less awkward, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. I, I can see I'm, that. That can totally be super cool, uh, you know. I'm sure forward. some Silicon Valley, uh, like, startup that's been trying to do something new in the dating mark dating app market is probably coming up with something like that. Maybe they can create like background so it looks like you're actually at some fancy restaurant instead of your dingy room with an overhead fluorescent light. That's right. I'm sure that's I'm sure so they're doing that. I've had like I had this one guy who he was like more towards like the Gen Z like age range. Mm-hmm. And he basically, like, we like shared our desktops with one another and we like played like PC games. So I think oh, that, that's cool. Does that count? Yeah, I think that counts as like a video, like a video chat date. Oh, that's that's fun. So yeah. wait, wait. So you played like a co-op game together? Yeah, we played like a multiplayer game together, and it was like it involved voices. Like it was a role-playing game. So it was just like it was. It was. Oh, that sounds yeah, really interesting. Yeah, I was like, wow, only Gen, like only a Gen Z guy would like have this as an idea. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like millennials have a lot of nostalgia for for gaming and stuff, right? So if you're seeing someone yeah. who's into that, right? But but just in general, like this is an icebreaker. I can see, you know, a company designing games for video dating that like make sense for learning the other person's personality or like you know just getting to know them or you know that kind of ex- exploring you know exploring your relationship like that kind of thing. It totally makes sense. Um, it's just funny. It took like a crazy pandemic for it to start to become a thing. <laughs> Chris, did you hear about this uh, Love is Blinding quarantine thing? Uh, Well, I've heard of the show. Love is Blind, right? Yeah. Yeah, So So what's what's this about? I I shared this in the the show notes, but I I shared an article in our notes here. Um, There's this person, I don't know if it's on Twitter or Instagram or something, who like decided just because they're in quarantine, they're bored. They're like, I'm going to I'm going to do a a blind dating thing where I'm going to set up a spreadsheet. And random people on the internet, presumably from the same city, can like sign up for it. And I'll match you up and I'll give you like a time to call each other and or FaceTime each other. And then you guys can just have a like a blind date, but it's arranged through like a spreadsheet, right? And I, I guess it so I is, guess it blew up because uh the, the New York Times wrote an article about it just like earlier today. So is that person working like a matchmaker and putting thought into matching people up or is it totally randomized? I think I I don't I think it's just a random person on Twitter. <laughs> I I don't think it is thought into it, right? But um but yeah, again you can imagine that like, you know, if if you did run this like a service, right, it could make a lot of sense if you actually got to know the person's profile before matching them up too. But they were just doing it for fun and it blew up because people, everyone's like, that's the crazy thing right now. It's like everyone's doing the same fucking thing. Like we're in a rooms, right? We're like, you know, reading about the news, like the news about coronavirus, but also like texting people and like trying to kill time, right? And so wacky things are going to happen because at the same time as us killing time, we're all on the internet. So this is just one, one yeah. funny thing yeah. that came out of it. I'm really excited for that energy. Like, I'm really excited for everybody yeah. to be just like, like unhinged. But, but that energy is a very dangerous energy, Ooh. you know, that I don't, oh. I'm always worried about what weirdness online uh, really? will reveal, will be created with all this pent up 
I'm excited. Like it, it, it sent, look, let, let's be real. Everyone's basically forced to be an incel now, you know. And, I, and I'm not oh saying that God. everyone's going to become angry and stuff, but no, but there, it, it, the, people have this this like energy in them, and it's going to have to come out in some ways. And I and I think it can come out in wonderful ways. I think some probably people are going to have to get creative, you know, being cooped up and having to you know let out their social, creative, all these. I know needs. exactly, Chris. I already know exactly how it's going to come out. Oh no! There's what? no, there's no like. I don't even know why you're thinking it's gonna be some kind of magical, you know, emergent thing that happens, right? I think ex- what exactly is gonna happen is that the virus will end at some point, and then like a month later, everyone's gonna be writing articles about like all the wacky stuff that happened during the quarantine, and then Pornhub is gonna come up with one of their infographics about how traffic just spiked <laughs> during the quarantine, oh, yeah, and yeah. then that's your answer. Everyone's just fucking masturbating. Yo, could you imagine the the explosion of like libido that will happen on the day that that we're all like released from from our from our cells here? It's it's gonna be. I mean, I, it's gonna be both probably beautiful and disgusting at the same time. <laughs> That's why all this all this video dating is happening, right? This is part of that life. Life was it? Life finds a way. Oh yeah, yeah. Doctor Ian Malcolm. Yeah. That's right. There were some tweets uh, I read, which some somebody said, "Yeah, dating's essentially gone back to the times of Jane Austen, in which you see you, you talk to people uh, for like months and months, and <laughs> and then and then you meet up and you might like kiss them on the cheek or something." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a that was a funny observation. Um, one other observation I had was so this is going to be very challenging for extroverts. How do you guys how do you guys identify as introverts or extroverts? Uh, I think I'm introverted. What about you, Philip? Uh, I mean, I'm like, you know, don't say both. You can't you got to pick one. No, I hate people who had I'm supposed to be an introvert. But the thing is, like, here's the thing is that I, I've been breaking quarantine, like in the last week or so, either from work, I'll like go to the office or at home, I'll like find a way to go outside, go for a bike ride or whatever. But it's not to see more people, right? It's just to like be outdoors. So I'm kind of like okay. an introvert who likes to be alone outdoors, <laughs> like go for. A- yeah, that's basically an introvert who likes fresh air. That's <laughs> yeah, it's basically what it is. But but it's, I'm saying like introversion is like you know it's about social interaction. It's not about whether or not you just like being cooped up, right? It's a completely different thing. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would definitely identify as an introvert as well, which is probably why I've been thoroughly enjoying uh, most most of this. I mean, uh, the the except you know all the attacks on Asians and. And uh, you know, ponderings about whether all our all our dreams are destroyed. That notwithstanding, <laughs> I've been I've been enjoying this time immensely. I, I'm reading a lot, playing games, yeah. um, you know, writing all the all the stuff that I really enjoyed doing. But one thought I had was it must be very challenging for the extroverts. It must be really uh, it's kind of their nightmare scenario. No, but I think like I think they'll find ways to find outlets for it, right? Like I don't know if like for extroverts, like texting people is a small release of that energy or whatever yeah. a collection of that energy i think energy. it has to be i mean i'm sure it helps but i think you gotta be like you gotta feel that like body heat you know oh. yeah be in the same room kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. I, that's what i'm guessing but i was also thinking that the, you know how it's kind of become cool in the last say decade or so to, to be an introvert yeah, because of susan kane um, right well that too but I, I think especially like online in which you know it, it is kind of a Designed for introverts, and I think it it uh it rewards like an introvert's mindset. For example, if you're really good at writing and expressing yourself, uh, you know, verbally or whatever, um, that it empowers those people. Like you could be you could be like the best gabber 
uh, you know, be real smooth, but it's kind of hard to translate that into the online world. So I think especially on social media, people kind of tend to lie about being introverts. And I was like, aha, all you people, now, now all you posers are going to get exposed now because <laughs> uh, you're going you're gonna to go crazy and, and we're going to find your roommate in a store, uh, chopped up in a closet somewhere. So I saw you, I saw you make that tweet. I kind of agree. Um, actually, do you, do you know, um, the, the last time I had a strong reminder that I was an introvert was actually when I hung out with you in New York, Chris, um, a few months ago, I think we recorded that frankly in love podcast, which is great. And then yeah. immediately after we got on a phone call with CS and we recorded that, um, xenophobia, uh, for non, non Chinese people podcast. And uh-huh. it was like three hours of straight talking. And I think your brother was there. So I was chatting with him for a bit too. And then when I took the train uh-huh. back to uh, Brooklyn where I was staying, I was just like about to just fall asleep standing up. Like I was just destroyed <laughs> uh, by just oh, three yeah. hours of nonstop talking. Uh, not that I don't enjoy your company. It's just like, you know, I think for introverts, the point is that if you talk to people, you're just like around people and just chatting and using your brain in that way for too long, it just exhausts you. Mm-hmm. What's your guys' food situation? Like, have you stocked up a lot? Um, Sen, what's, what's your situation? Um, no, I haven't really stocked up on anything. Like, I know people are getting toilet paper and stuff. If anything, like, I'm trying to switch to, like, um, like, I want to get a bidet for my bathroom. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, we all should. Off the hook. I know. You don't even need to do any replumbing. You know, in, in Asia, they, they sell those, like, toilet seats that have yeah. all sorts of Yeah, my friend things. just um, recommended me one that's, like, $30, and it's just, like, an attachment that's a good deal that's a good deal yeah oh uh, how much does like a like a big big package of toilet paper cost like 30 bucks almost right yeah, yeah and, and in these days yeah. yeah so i don't know i haven't really been stocking up like um also like my family kind of like um controls all that and they don't really feel the need to do it either so oh, i, I don't know they've avoided the hysteria yeah yeah kind of but there's also a lot of people I feel like that can't even afford to like, like, I think it would be really financially stressful if we like bought like, I don't know, like a month's worth worth of food or something. So mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. another part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of disturbing to me because I'm just thinking about, I, I, didn't, I didn't stock up. I've been watching, you know, news about people going crazy at the grocery stores, but I'm just thinking about like all the food waste is going to happen, right? Because it's not just non-perishable, but a lot of perishable foods being snapped up. Um, and I don't know if people are actually going to eat, like yeah, freeze it or eat it or whatever. So yeah, people are depressing. not looking for the, they're not like going for the canned foods. Like I, I just went to the grocery store the other day, like just for, I, I just wanted to get like some snacks. And like, there was a lot of people, like a lot more than usual. And people were like yelling, like, oh my God, there's no steaks or whatever. And yeah. Um, Gotta have your steaks during the apocalypse is really important. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, like, I I do half my shopping in Chinatown and things are fine there, right? And I think that's the other, like, there's there's these waves and waves of, um, you know, posts on Twitter online and so on of, like, these empty shelves and whatever in, like, Whole Foods. But um, to contest that, if you're on Asian Twitter, right, there's all these posts of, like, all these Korean grocery stores or Chinese grocery stores that are perfectly well stocked and not like frenetically packed with white people right um because you know they're afraid right they don't want to they don't want to go where they think the virus is um and so i've been out to uh one or two you know chinatown grocery stores and and they're fine they're perfectly fucking fine and everything's you know more affordable there and stuff so 
I haven't been stressing that myself. Um, but most of my friends are also not, you know, going out and just like packing their shelves, uh, buying all the TP and stuff. I, I think the people who are actually affected by this is are the people who like didn't buy toilet paper for a while and just happened to run out right before the crisis. And now they're <laughs> trying to get some. So I've offered to like bike around Toronto to give some of my extra TP to some friends who need it. Um, oh wow, you're like the TP man. Yeah. No, I, but but like the I TP just happened theory. to have bought some like the weekend before everybody went batshit. Like it's not mm-hmm. like I was you know preparing or hoarding or whatever, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It's crazy. The whole thing's kind of insane. Yeah, I haven't stocked up too much. Although I have like maybe about. 20 25 pounds of rice between the two that's a lot of rice two of us um i figured that's you know that's gonna last for mo- you know even even if this thing ends it doesn't hurt to have that and it's always something basic here's a very dark thought i've had though um you guys ever seen grave of the fireflies yeah i have not wait that yeah and- i don't really remember it but it was super depressing right yeah yeah me, me neither i don't remember it much except for certain scenes and i remember certain scenes where like the 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 family, and then after the little little boy and girl uh, leave leave the the mean aunt, like uh, when the bag of rice gets emptier and emptier with no hope of refilling it. Obviously, we're not in that situation, but now that we're we're in a situation where it, it's not normal, as I keep that keep seeing that bag of rice get smaller and smaller, <laughs> I'm just like it, it kind of weighs on your mind. Like, should we should we be rationing this more? Are we eating too much? You know, so yeah, that's uh, that's not a that's not a pleasant thought to have. Man, I've been hearing about people who are like gaining weight during the quarantine and people who are losing <laughs> weight during the quarantine. So Wait, no, that's that's the thing. Like, um, I mean, I, I obviously don't go to the gym anymore, and I can I can you know mm-hmm. I, uh, my uh, my brother's a pull up bar over his door, so I use that. I can do push ups. Uh, not that I did a lot of cardio anyway, but I hate jogging. I don't want to do jogging. I used to go to the the gym and 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 do this like high intensity interval training on the bike, but now the only thing you can do is is jog. And like, ah, oh, don't want to jog. Burpees, man. Burpees are supposed to be like the, you know, low space maximum. I don't know maximum like cardio and strength training workout that you can do in one spot. Apparently. Oh so, really? I don't know. Do you ever watch the movie um, The Inside Man? Uh, I've seen the insider. Uh, what's insider. who's in the inside man? Uh, I don't remember. Um, is Clive Owen one of the people? The inside man. Uh, anyway, not, for people who don't want to want a spoiler, tune out the next twenty seconds. But there's a scene. Basically, like they're doing a heist, and their trick is that they like hide a guy inside a bank in a false wall, and the guy's like hidden inside the bank for like a week because they're waiting for like all the crazy like you know heat to die down. Um, and he's living inside this like tiny, like, you know, th- three foot by six foot room um, for a week before coming out and stealing shit. And he's like, it shows him what, a bit of what he's doing there. And he's like, you know, one of the things he does is he's like doing pushups all the time. And just like trying to keep sane because you're inside a fucking tiny ass room. Huh. Right. For, for like a week. How um, does he go to the bathroom? Well, I guess he poops in a, you know. A bag or something. I don't know. <laughs> something they don't show that part, but you gotta do something, right? But anyway, won't, this whole won't this, people this whole, be able to like detect that? Um, yeah, unless, the, uh, unless maybe the he's got like they, he has it all planned out. So I'm sure he's got like a, a stench proof bag or something like that. I don't know. Uh, um, but like it, it does make you think. Like, yeah, you had to do shit to keep yourself sane when you're, you know, 
quarantine. We're not in a full quarantine and we're not in solitary confinement. But what's interesting is that everyone's getting a little taste of solitary. Um, yeah, I, I do wonder how because I used to live in a studio before I moved in with my brother. I do wonder how it would be if I if I still live there. Yeah, I, I think I'd mostly be okay. But it does help to to be with someone else. I think um, even if you're you might not even see them for most of the time if you're in your rooms. But hell, hey, you know, like. And you also have that security if anything happened to you, like you happened to slip in the shower or whatever, there, there's someone else there. Or if you locked yourself out, someone's there. Yeah. I think it's different now. I think because you're online, um, it's different. Like one thing that's definitely been true for me during the last week and a bit of quarantine or even not quarantine just from, from COVID is uh, all my like group chats are just popping off like all the fucking time. Um. I'm in a whole bunch of group chats on, on WhatsApp with various friends groups. And some of them are like in, in different groups too, but there's like different themes. So like my, my, I have a, a group of um, just guy friends. Um, there was like the sports group. So we talk about hockey, you know, football, whatever. Um, but now it's just, we changed the name to this is the end because <laughs> this has become like a hundred percent like COVID-19 chat and basically nothing else because all sports are canceled. Yeah. That's, um, uh, Sen, are you into sports? Yeah. No, but I follow this like one. I follow this one socialist guy on Twitter that like is super into like all kinds of sports and that. So I get like basically all of my sports news from this one person. And I, from this one guy. Yeah, and I know I know that like they they canceled the NBA because um like the NBA season because like Rudy I don't know I forgot his last name but that like French basketball player Rudy Gobert. Yeah, they like they canceled it because he like gave a bunch of ball players the the virus like i saw that well he wasn't right. the only one uh i'm kevin durant uh recently also tested positive and yeah, there are a lot crazy. of players having it and every sports league has canceled but yeah he was i think the first uh major athlete in the u.s uh to be to test positive yeah people hated him that like that like first week <laughs> yeah um but yeah, all these sports are canceled. It's so weird. Um, I mean, I, I'm kind of happy. I'm actually really happy that the Premier League got canceled because Tottenham Hotspur were doing so badly. <laughs> but then, yeah, uh, everyone, I, everyone is is kind of like happy or sad depending on how their team's doing, right? I, I think everyone except okay, uh, Liverpool. Uh, I heard Liverpool. Uh, I said, uh, I promise we'll, we'll we'll stop talking about soccer <laughs> real soon. But promise me too, because I'm not I'm not a huge fan either. But go on. Okay, so Liverpool was like a billion points ahead of the next team, uh, second place, which was actually Leicester City, I think, yeah. last time I checked. But I think I think uh, UEFA said no. Um, you know, if the season's canceled, uh, there the season will basically be canceled. There will be no winner, which I think is really unfair. I have no love for Liverpool, but they were so far ahead. They were like one or two wins away from clinching it already in March, which might have been a record. Uh, so I think that's very unfair, but. Um, the bigger news is uh, Tottenham Hotspur's horrible season gets canceled. Uh, Son Heung-min's injury is basically nulled out because, you know, it's not like he... That's right. If, if he missed this canceled season, it doesn't really matter. I'd stopped watching anyway because it was getting too depressing uh, how bad their season was ending. So that, but yeah, there's just like this whole void. No, no movies, no sports. That's um, right. You know, yeah, people are like, yeah, Netflix party. I don't know how long that's really going to last. I think people are probably going to get sick of it after about a week. Yeah, I've seen tweets of people being like, give me anything to watch at this point. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, it might 
there there might be people who who watch literally everything on Netflix. I'll be like, oh man, I've I've watched. There's a lot of garbage here. on there. I don't know. Even I, I, like even like Christmas Prince Six or something. I don't know. I watched that over Christmas this year because yeah, I, it was bad. But there's a lot of garbage. Um, I'm 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 impressed by people who are trying to be productive during this time. Like, Sam, I'm impressed you learned to code uh, during this time. Like, that's really awesome. Um, I was listening to the radio about a kid who like some like I don't know 12 year old kid who's like learning guitar during the quarantine um and like I'm like ah oh, I should like fix my guitar and like get back on it because it's, it's a perfectly good time to do it so yeah yeah and like trying to read more more books and stuff right like productive stuff but I find that like for me this is true and I'm, I'm sure it's true for most people is that they have all this free time but they're just squandering it by like constantly reading about coronavirus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right because it's, it's saturated all the airwaves and our, our brain waves um, yeah Although, although so. at this point, there's really, I guess, I guess uh, the only real new stuff, which is not even that new, is all the shit Trump is saying. But as I promised, this episode is trying to be positive, so we'll leave all that for another episode. But definitely, I'm trying to. Well, I was already trying to write more anyway before this, so that's not really new. I do want to improve my Korean. That's mm. something I want to do with this time. Uh, and I was already trying to read more anyway. Uh, what what you guys reading? Uh, well, as you know, um, I'm reading a whole bunch of uh, Asian American YA and other books because we're going to do a pod on a bunch of books soon. So I just finished uh, Patron Saints of Nothing. Um, yeah, I'm about a third of the way through. It's starting to get good. Like the first hundred pages, I was like, okay, uh, whatever. But uh, now it's starting to get, to get more exciting. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I have a couple other books here. There's uh, the two Mary G. Mary G. Lee books, um, Finding My Voice, and If It Hadn't Been for Yoon Jun, which I ordered off like some rando like Amazon third-party reseller mm-hmm. that finally arrived after a few weeks. Um, so doing those two next. Uh, so getting through all that content. And then I have this book here um, that I bought too called um, The Power by Naomi Alderman. It's been, okay. it's been pretty popular in like the kind of like online feminist circles recently. It's about um, this kind of fictional future or world where uh, women have this power to like shock men with like electric uh <laughs> well i don't know if it's men specifically but they can defend themselves with like an electric shock wait um, so they're it, they're like storm and they can like shoot lightning from their hands they're not shooting lightning but they can shock a man if like they touch them right so oh. the, it, it, it's basically it's inverting the power kind of dynamic right the physical power dynamic oh, okay. between men and women and and talking about what the world would look like if that was the case Mm. Oh, okay so mm. supposed to be super excellent i haven't I haven't started yet but it's my list what about you sen you mentioned some book already what was it again okay well um, i am reading this book called herbal antivirals it's basically like a book that like oh yeah that, that um, one but i'm also i just started this book called um indistractable i don't know if you know this author um but he, i think he's like really big in the tech world he wrote the book called um hooked which was a book about like how to yeah 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 so I'm reading his like his other book which is called Indistractable because I feel like I don't know it's gonna help me with my ADHD or something I'm like I just started it so <laughs> I don't know how good it is at that but did you read Hooked? No, I so I started both of them recently and I'm I think I'm gonna try to finish Indistractable first but I definitely want to read Hooked. Okay, are you are you a big nonfiction fan? Am I a big nonfiction fan? Not real, like not more than fiction, yeah. but I find it different. I, I mean, like on paper, not nonfiction seems great to me because, like, I like learning stuff. 
<laughs> by reading. But I always just like, you know, my eyes glaze over I fall asleep. Yeah. For most of them. Um, and then fiction books, on one, on one hand, I'm like, oh, it's just a story. It feels like a waste of time. But, the, you know, a good fiction book will like, I'll blaze through it. You know, in a week. See, I never thing. understood that mentality where people say, "I don't want to read fiction because it's because uh, it's all made up." But it's not like those people only watch documentaries. I'm sure they no, watch. No, that's right, right? Star it's, Wars it's weird. and shit. And, and like, and, I get way more enjoyment out of reading fiction. And and fiction is often you you learn about a lot about like the writer psychology and thus about human yeah. psychology in general. And mm-hmm. so it, it's very educational, even if. Um, even if the things in the the book didn't happen, uh, so I, I'm always I'm always puzzled by people with that attitude, and I think it's just general like disdain for reading. Uh, people see it as very functional. It's like, uh, you know, I, I for every page I get, I better learn X number of facts, or else a, or else it's a waste of time because they see it like a chore as opposed to enjoyment. It's just another symptom of like capitalism. Like we just always <laughs> have to feel like we're being productive at all times. That's a big part of what it is, right? Because because reading a book is it takes it takes a lot of time, right? Yeah. And especially even with it's it's kind of fucked up. Like my mentality around nonfiction books is like sometimes I just I don't want to even read the book, right? If it's a book like Hooked or something, I just want to like read a fucking like cold notes like a abbreviation. Just give me like the top ten like you know actionable like yeah. uh, you know tactics or whatever, right? So I can improve my life. Like that's that's kind of the 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 appetite we've developed around these books, especially these kind of self helpy kind of books too. I think, um, yeah. you know. But if you actually read it, there's actually a lot more psychology and depth to it, right? Uh, there's this movie I love. It's called Metropolitan. There's this great scene where where the main character and and this oh the woman they're they're all like college freshmen uh, coming home from uh, for for winter vacation. And they're having a debate about Jane Austen. She really loves him, and he doesn't. And he's like, and they're talking about Mansfield Park. And then um, he's like giving all these criticism. And she asks, and then she asks him like about like when he read the book. And he's like, oh, I haven't read it. He's and his reasoning is he only reads the literary criticism because that's like a two for one deal. You get the criticism <laughs> and the uh, and the actual story. <laughs> Just, that's right. And he that's says right. in a very deadpan way. Uh, it's very funny. Um, Reading for it's totally clout, serious. Right? Yeah. But um, I'm I'm reading uh, like with you, Philip, uh, Patron Saints of Nothing, because we're going to do that pod. Uh, I'm also reading Sons and Lovers by D. H. Lawrence. Um, you guys, you guys know who D. H. Lawrence is? Famous English author. That's funny. I was about to use uh, a D. H. Lawrence book I have in my in my apartment as a monitor stand for my monitor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, instead, I I, I uh, opted for this book I have called Impression Impressionism in Canada because it's a bigger, it's a thicker book, so it's higher. Oh God, that sounds like the most boring book of all time. Oh, it's a book. It's a book of paintings. It's actually like I mean, it's not like a it's a oh, it's a, a coffee like table book of paintings. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, I mean, I use my what law textbooks I I still have as a computer monitor uh, razor, but yeah, actually, uh, this book, uh, Sons and Lovers, I got it uh, at like one of those one dollar used book stands uh, at a bookstore, and I just picked, I decided to pick it up, even though it's an older book. Um, it's actually quite readable. Uh, it feels modern, and it's all about like this relationship between mothers and sons as the sons are growing up and uh you know i kind of dig that so i almost nice. finished it um so i'm deciding what to read next i might read uh, pachinko or no no boy uh that's next on my list very nice or um this 
for nonfiction, I might read Economics by Hajun Chang, which I bought a while ago. Should go into that. Seems very relevant now with all this economic uh, catastrophes happening every day. What is it called? Oh, it's just called Economics oh, uh, economic. by this famous Korean economist named Hajun Chang. I think it's just a kind of like an Economics 101 type of book, but I'm a total dumbass when it comes to economics, so I should I should read up on it. What else to talk about? Do you guys think Trump has coronavirus? <laughs> I don't really know. I feel like we all... Tested. Do you feel like... He tested negative, Wait, right? but do you, do you guys low-key feel like you have it? Like, I feel like I low-key already have it. Like, because I read somewhere that, like, most young people are already carriers. Because, like... I think I have it. I, I've been in close contact with someone... Right. Uh, ...who I recently found out uh, almost certainly has it. Uh, and... Um, I did experience a, a bit of a sore throat uh, from Friday to Monday. It's gone now, but I'm perfectly fine now. So it seems like I'm like almost asymptomatic, which is nice. And I think I still have a week before I'm in the clear. Uh, but I do think I, I must have it just just because you know I was with this person. So isn't that isn't that like the the craziest fucking thing in my mind? Like one of the craziest things about this whole phenomenon is like. A whole bunch of people are going to just like have regular symptoms of like other illnesses or like maybe it's dusty in their apartment that week and they're sneezing a lot and they're like, fuck, I have coronavirus. <laughs> like that's happening everywhere, everywhere around the fucking planet right now. Isn't that crazy? Right. Yeah. And I'm not sorry, like Chris, I'm not downplaying like if you, you're you feeling ill, you know, you I'm, I'm sure you know what to do in terms of like figuring out the proper protocol in New York City to like get tested if you get to that point, right? What to look out for. But at the same time, I've come across a lot of people who are feeling like this, you know, just anxious and nervous. Like I got nervous about it um, just last week because I was traveling a bunch to the States actually <laughs> at a bad time um, and had some like random symptoms where I'm, you know, the, the, the thought had definitely crossed my mind. But that's good. We need more. We need more of that. Have you seen those videos of those uh, dumb fucks down in Florida celebrating like spring break, oh, man. going under so many cruises? Yeah, I was saying St. Patty's Day this past this past weekend. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, like like those boats, like basically like flo- floating cesspools. And I I was honestly thinking like you know if if Trump ordered those boats torpedoed, I I might have to think <laughs> about voting for him. You know, it's like yeah, we we need we need to set an example. And this is just. And it it just makes me feel like somewhere out there is going to be this like perfectly nice uh, elderly person who's gonna yeah. who's gonna die because of this. And if we have to sacrifice some some frat bro from you know University of Miami Ohio, and it's like I I, th- I think I think a just God would make that trade, you know, like yeah. But unfortunately, the younger folks get to live on, and the uh, the frail have to suffer from this. Right? That's the the shitty part of this whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think Trump has to have it he's just been in contact with so many people who've tested positive well someone someone uh someone i know who's actually a medical professional said after the after he tested negative that um given when he had contact with the people who who had it um and when he was tested he was actually tested a little bit early for it so it is more likely a false negative so you could still in theory have it damn oh so he actually tested negative he tested neg- yeah he tested negative people were yeah waiting to see what the results were and it came back negative Oh, um, I see. Uh, but didn't like Bolsonaro also claim he was negative, and then people really doubted? Oh yeah, he's know. actually positive, right? Well, yes. it came out that he was positive, but then people had to delete their tweets because I think the official stance was he was negative. But it was, I think it was in a situation where so many people around him had already tested positive that it was almost impossible that he would be the one person 
Ah, uh, negative. See, this is a little bit morbid, but my first thought when you said when we when you brought this up was like, I thought, oh, a whole bunch of people must have rushed to Google and and Googled Bolsonaro age. Yeah, yeah. He's like 64. I think he's like 64. He's 64. I just I was, actually just googled it. 64. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because so that's he's, what he's I not quite in the in the kill zone, but he's he's close. <laughs> well, hopefully a coronavirus <laughs> does its thing because he needs to go. But see, this is my this is my thing. Uh my belief Tr- Trump has the coronavirus, but he will never ever die from it because he just has that stupid luck. Um and I bet it's. I think it's more likely that one of his uh, children dies of it before he does, because he's somehow gonna survive. And I always thought that if if Trump were like a, a character in a Shakespeare play, he, uh, like Ivanka would die, and then that would be uh, like yeah. his punishment for his horrible life and for being a horrible person, is that he his presidency would be defined by this utter catastrophe, and then his his favorite child dies in his arms. Um, I don't know no. if justice is that poetic in the in the real world, Chris. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's it. Trump's gonna outlive us all. I mean, I mean, I did, I did think about like if he did get ki- if he was killed by Corona, that would completely change the narrative of Corona, right? Like it would kind of become a almost like in the eyes of many people like a good thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, people already I, I don't see even it as think a, about as a blessing in a lot of ways. Because people are pissed at boomers, right? Like it's 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 super ageist, yeah. but that's that's the kind of narrative that's going on right now, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you meant uh, meant it like this, then, but I always thought it was like like Mother Earth striking back. You know, it's it's because the last time that we had the where we had like a cut down of emissions to the level we need to to um, you know keep keep life sustainable for us here was during the Great Recession. So, but. You know, it it also is kind of a preview of what it might take to get to that. So you see the uh, the photos circulating of uh, Venice like a week after quarantine. Yeah, like the waters are all clear yeah. and stuff. It's like right. fish swimming around. Have you ever been to Venice? That water is fucking filthy. It's <laughs> no, really I, I disgusting. I'm interested in going to Venice. Just it's uh... super fucking gross. I saw people like take their shoes off and, and dip their feet in the canals. Oh. I'm like, holy shit! I hope I you bet don't the canal is cleaner than cleaner than that canal. It's really gross, and it actually smells. There's a smell that emanates from the water, like sewage <laughs> in, smell, in or or a kind of like... yeah, kind of a sewagey smell, oh. right? Because that's just, that's what's being right, yeah, definitely... it's really bad. So I was pretty shocked. I actually thought those photos were fake. I thought I didn't think they were real. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there's no way it would clear up in a week like that, right? But apparently it's like fish are swimming in there now. So pretty mm-hmm. wild. Like that so that's one narrative, right? That the like mother nature is striking back or like a preview of what it's like if we get rid of humanity. <laughs> the other interesting narrative is uh the whole like oh, people are like starting to warm up towards socialism now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because of this. It's like a societal right? reset. Either that or fascism, you know. So Yeah, you see all the UBI stuff that happened today, Yang Gang? I wonder if no? they're gonna. I wonder if they're gonna put uh, Andrew Yang's face on the one thousand dollar bill. They should do that. They really should. And and he should be wearing the Yang Yang hat and and like a pair of hat? pair of uh, shades. Yeah. yeah oh no, the, the Yang Yang hat. You know the pink hat. No. Uh, I think that was like the first iteration. It, it, it's oh. like neon pink hat with like a sun or something. <laughs> That's what I thought. Like you mean for the uh, women's oh. march. No, you mean this like weird like retro eighties looking pink yeah, hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no. Uh, Sen, not 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 the not the pussy hat. Oh. This is this is like a. I mean, I'm sure you can Google it. Uh, it's maybe early Yang Gang hat. Um, I see it. Yeah, it's, that, it's that'd pink. Be cool... it, it's got this like 
you know, sunset kind of yeah, yeah, that's 80s, what I'm talking about. Like chill wave aesthetic to it. Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> yeah. No, but that math hat is the hat he's known for now, right? So he's got to wear that. Yeah, math but that hat. hat sucks. It's just a blue hat that says math. So I know it's dumb. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, like like Mother Earth striking back, giving the people an illness. That's the plot to Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Uh, you guys ever seen that? I did. I, I did see that. Yes, I mean yeah, Geostigma. Seen that. It's it's like Geostigma. But isn't isn't like Final Fantasy VII all about that whole like you know they're essentially eco terrorists, right? Yeah, I don't remember the story that well uh, in the game, but you know I've seen that movie uh, a few times. So um. you're not playing the uh, the Final Fantasy VII um, remake demo that everyone was kind of freaking out over right before is it, Corona Is it hit. available for the computer? Is or is it only no, for? No, it's on PS4 only. Yeah, I don't have a PS4. Speaking oh, okay. of PlayStation, oh, this would have been the perfect time because like th- like the game console that I most want to spend time on because I missed out on it as a kid is the N64. Wouldn't it be Not so really. great if I if if I had like an N sixty four and I could play like Zelda Ocarina of Time because I love a Link to the Past that was that was like the game for me on the Super NES which is the one console I was allowed to have as a kid. I never played Ocarina of Time and I feel like that's that's a big void in my life. I need to play that game. Okay, well I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't know how the postal service is doing, but I actually happen to have a spare N sixty four with that game. In my Whoa. office. What? So let's dis- let's discuss after the pod. May I can make ship but, ship it oh to man, you? That'd quarantine. be so great. But then, don't you need a TV? Or could I just hook it up with like an HDMI cable? Yeah, to I, have, I have the adapter for HDMI actually because I was going <gasps> to oh hook it up God. at work to a oh my God. monitor. So let's let's talk about that later. Oh, I would be indebted to you for life if you, if you <laughs> do that. Um, ha- have you guys been playing games at all during the uh, quarantine? Yeah, Sleeping Dogs, Fear. Oh yeah. Um, Wait, are these like all console games that you're listing? Yeah, PC console. I'm I'm talking about PC games. I only have a I only yeah. Have I don't have. I want to. I want to get a PS4 though, like eventually. But yeah, right now I only have my MacBook. Just yeah, MacBook. MacBook. Yeah. I tried gaming on a MacBook. Um, no, nah, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Mark who helped me build this PC for gaming, but it's just so much better, and you don't have a large selection on on the Mac. They don't run very well, and. Um, so one thing I did do this past weekend was um, we set up on the on the Plan A fan like Patreon Discord, uh, which you can get into just by subscribing to our Patreon. Um, we yes, we do. set up a a game of um, five player Bomberman, like oh, yeah? a SNES um, emulator uh, Bomberman that you can kind of log into just on your browser. So a bunch of uh, a bunch of us um, were just playing five five player Bomberman, and it's kind of cool because you can like plug in a, a PS4 controller or Xbox controller to your to your MacBook or your PC and play with like like, like with a controller. Um, so we did some five player Bomberman, we did some poker too. It was actually quite a lot of uh, quite a bit of fun. Um, it makes me wish like I don't know uh, one of the groups that I'm like the WhatsApp groups that I'm in is just like my my um, high school friends who used to play a lot of video games together, and they're all they all have like fancy PCs. They play like you know Call of Duty and Battlefield and stuff, and that's what they're spending all their time doing. Like they're mm-hmm. already you know video game neckbeards uh, <laughs> who would do this anyway, so they have an extra excuse to do it. And I can't join in, but it was fun to play some Bomberman um, on the weekend with the guys here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ascent, uh, what kind of games are you playing? I'm not playing any games. Like, the only games that I have oh, okay. access to are Sims 4 and Skyrim, which are, like, games that I played, like, years ago. So. Oh, Skyrim. I've never played that. I should. 
I don't know if I have it. Um, I've that's got at some... least a, that's at least 120 hours of content. Right. Yeah. I recently finished Dragon Age. Sen, you ever play Dragon Age? No, but I know it's a, it's pretty similar, right? Yeah, I didn't like it too much. It was too easy. I'm used to the more hard, like relatively speaking, more hardcore, uh, like AD and D RPGs, like Baldur's Gate that series. And this one just seemed kind of dumb. Like, like auto spell. Like, like the mages would just cast auto spell all the time. Nobody really dies unless all your party members die in the same battle. So you can always revive them. Granted, they have like an injury, but you can make almost infinite, like, like uh, bandages or whatever. So, I, I didn't dig that. I didn't dig that too much. Um, if you if you guys like uh, indie games, there's this website called itch.io. Uh, ITCH.io. Um, I think this this site's become famous for being like this big hub for like like you know independent developer indie games that work on on like web browser and on Mac and PC and stuff. Um, tons of free games. I think there's a lot of horror games. You're into like scary like you know jump scare horror games. They have a, a huge section of those games. So you could spend just like infinite hours just like playing games on here. So. You know, this, uh, this scary games. Was, I know, but you know, they like <laughs> online. Like, there's tons of free shit. You know, like it's you can be occupied forever. A lot of my uh-huh. friends were joking about downloading Maple Story again, which I was like, Oh, oh Maple Story! Oh my god! I remember, I wow. remember when that was really popular. Wow. I never played it, but yeah. I was like, No, I'm that never going back. back to Maple Story. <laughs> <laughs> so many blobs i used oh to spend God. money Mushrooms. on maple story that's like crazy oh wow you're really into it then. <laughs> buying the uh that's like er, that's like early dlc like early microtransaction holy shit yeah. Do, yeah do you guys know about that game animal crossing what is that game about it's just like a slice of life game right like you basically no actually it's a game about capitalism because <laughs> because basically the whole game <laughs> because the whole game is basically about you being indebted to like this raccoon wait i think he's a raccoon but basically wait, are you a sharecropper or something basically um i don't really know you basically have to like take out or like a surf you're like a surf yeah, on the lord's manor kind of because like, sounds like okay you basically have to take out loans to like live where you live and you you have this uh-huh. like raccoon like give you more loans so that you can upgrade your house um Wow. Yeah. I never I never thought about it that way, but that's kind of true. <laughs> no, I brought it up because I uh, I saw this really funny, you know the subreddit uh, AITA, am I the asshole? Yeah. Uh there was a guy, apparently like this game um like it's kind of like one copy per person. It seems mm-hmm. like you can't have multiple like saved games or characters on it. So he was saying that he was really into this game. But his girlfriend wanted to play it with him to, you know, spend more time with him. But he was like, oh, I know she's just going to mess around and she's going to sell all these exotic fruits that I've been hoarding. (laughs) And he's like, am I I wrong that I don't want her to, I want her to get her own copy? (laughs) It was just so funny because I had no idea what this game was about. But he was obviously so invested in it. And he's talking about, uh, you know, I'm going to go pick my prized strawberries. (laughs) I don't want to pick my (laughs) strawberries. (laughs) talking about <sighs> well yeah that game that game has an insane following i have to say yeah there's an article right about people i think in toronto like oh right because eb eb games employees have to keep working during covid and okay. uh 
they were supposed to like have this insane like midnight launch for Animal Crossing on Friday or something like that, but it got canceled eventually. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so the new one's not know, even out. Really into. Like the new one that everybody's talking. Yeah, it's, I think it's this. I think it's this Friday is coming out. Oh wow! But yeah, mm-hmm. it prints money. I don't know how, but it prints money. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I feel like all these celebrities like coming out with their diagnoses, like their IG paid sponsorships. It's like, it's so crazy. And then they're like telling, they're telling all of us to like distance distance from each other, like socially. And I just think it's like really weird. Like I'm always like really suspect when like powerful people like tell regular everyday people to like distance themselves from one another. It just sounds like, I don't know. It just sounds like an attack on like organizing or something. I don't know. So you're saying that celebrities are telling people to stay inside and all that? Yeah, like not even celebrities, like just like like power, like influential people in general. Like, like it's everybody saying. I mean, I guess like we during a pandemic we do have to do that, but it's just like I'm kind of like sus about. Oh, like how many people are just saying the same thing you know it's just bizarre because you know they're in a position of power right you know they're gonna get like infinity billion likes and retweets and reshares of their message yeah uh so it almost feels like they're like co-opting the message for some kind sure. of agenda i mean if um I if it keeps yes. i mean if it helps lessen the the morons you saw out on like saint patrick's day and spring break uh, I mean, I guess that's a net good, but it is also like not a particularly uh, radical thing to say uh, and and make a grand a grand stand on. Um, so yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it seems like uh, a rather safe position to take, and and you know, an easy way to fish for you know social media karma. Yeah, it, it is a bit of it's a bit it's a bit of that, right? I mean, the whole thing I've been saying, and, and I mean, this gets into maybe a, a darker space that we can talk about separately, but like this idea that this is like the first social media pandemic or epidemic, right? Like it's the first one that happens at the same time as everyone having a phone where yeah. you can be informed. No, about shit no, all the Ebola time. happened. And, e- Ebola happened when oh, everyone yeah. had a phone. And, and remember when Tr- Trump was tweet? remember when Ebola happened and there were like American missionaries or something in Africa and they were being flown back and Trump was tweeting like, uh you know obama don't be stupid like you know send them back uh you know he was no he said something like um you know it's great when people go abroad to help but you know there's a price to pay so it was just worded really really i don't really remember that i don't feel like that that gripped people in the same way i don't know it gripped people for like a week it freaked people out because people are just like terrified of ebola Uh, but it was definitely not at this level it was not like some like a total event that just permeated every like cell of society yeah and the, the death rate was like way higher and stuff right so uh, I, don't know. I mean if you had it i think yeah but I'm really had, tr- that's right i'm really trying to think what was the last event where the whole nation had to be united in a single effort i really i, I gotta go back to maybe like world war ii uh you know obviously like the wars after like the korean war vietnam war the iraq war whatever it didn't really affect people's day-to-day lives because you know the, the the army would just just go there, and most people were not in the military. Can you guys think of any other event that nine eleven? But only for the states, really. Yeah, Everyone but nine eleven was was like it happened, and people had to mourn. But it wasn't 
like the country had to ration goods to fight Al Qaeda kind of thing. We're not was, rationing was, goods. We're just buying fucking toilet paper. Like it's completely different. <laughs> but you know dude. what I mean? Like some kind of like oh you know stay inside. Um, yeah, everyone was affected, thing. and you had to change your like your your daily life course to to deal with this thing, are- right? Yeah, you're right. Not I I I've never had this happen in my lifetime. Like you know. Wait, by the way, are you guys like participating in like the rent strike? I don't know if that's like something that's happening in Canada, but it's happening in New York City, I think. Not here. Hey, if um if I can get in on not paying rent for a while, I'm I'm all yes, for do that. it. If everybody <laughs> does it, like they can't they can't say anything, you know. That yeah, that is that is rather that's rather ridiculous that um that you got to pay rent when when there there I read this article. It was like eighteen percent of Americans have either been laid off or had their hours significantly reduced. Eighteen percent, holy Damn. fuck! Yeah. And it's like disproportionately crazy. affects uh, lower income people, you know, where like each marginal dollar is much more important to them. It's not like some guy with like, uh, you know, like a $2 million portfolio uh, had his hours at, at his firm reduced. We're not talking <laughs> about that. You know, we're right. talking about people making like 50000 or below kind of thing. Yeah, as always, this bullshit affects like, you know, the poorest and the most destitute improportionately. So it's pretty shitty. What's the rent strike? Is it just people choosing to just not pay rent and just squatting in the apartment? Like, is that basically it? Or is there some kind of like, is there like a rally happening in New York or something? Well, I think it would be, I think it's like, like it would be a neighborhood by neighborhood thing. But like on Twitter, it was like Mm -hmm. just multiple people tweeting out that like calling for everybody to not pay rent. But of course, like you would just Mm. have to do that among your own like area you know oh yeah i'm, I'm gonna start talking to my neighbors for once <laughs> yeah uh, see, see what they're up to yeah honestly like just never pay your rent again mm-hmm. <laughs> i thought they uh i thought they canceled evictions or is tr- they're trying to make evictions uh, until, the, until the end of april uh trump put a moratorium on foreclosures and evictions but rent is not okay, like frozen so that's a little well, bit not, not quite rent you know uh i mean this that's a much more dire situation than uh simply paying rent but yeah 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 i just hope with like all these like added like benefits or whatever that they're not gonna like use it to take away stuff like i read that if they do give us like ubi they might just take away like all of our other social safety nets. I mean, yeah, that that's always been the danger yeah. um, of UBI, right? I mean, UBI is it's not necessarily ideological uh, uh, in its raw form, but there are ways to make it ideological by, you know, like whether you preserve the other social safety net or take it away, etc. So you gotta you gotta pay attention. Well, basically, yeah. I just want everyone. I want everyone to be able to like do nothing. Like, literally do nothing and still be able to just, like, just, like, do whatever you want. Like, I wish everyone had the privilege to do that, like. Hey, we might get a small taste of that. Let's say, let's say, like, somehow uh, Congress gets together and, you know, pulls pulls their asses out of the ground. And let's say we do get pretty generous UBI for, like, the next six months, let's say. Uh, And rents are frozen and uh all sorts of other uh like safety net stuff is there yeah and then people get used to it and then i I think that's what they're afraid of that people will get too used to it and then they'll realize that not only is it not only that is it good but it's also possible hey you know the economy didn't blow up all this money uh that that they've been paying 
for you know the the F twenty two whatever that kind of money could easily be diverted to something like this, and then uh, it'll become the new normal. And I think that's what they're really afraid of. I mean, it's true. A lot of people are definitely asking when when that uh one point five trillion dollars stimulus was it one point five trill? When it, yeah. they're like, wait, that's like all like all student debt and a lot of other shit. How are you guys just fucking fabricating this money, right? So people are asking questions. It's definitely stirring up questions. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, money is printed and you could just, <laughs> you can just make as much of it as you want. Yeah, which then proves that it's really not about the money, right? It's more about uh, basically being able to control the population with things like debt, you know? That, that's the easiest way to control yeah. uh, people is through debt. And you you can ste- you can socially engineer uh, a society with debt, you know, like you saddle. I mean, that's kind of how it works with law school. Uh, you know, you, you saddle uh, an idealistic student with lots of debt. Uh, yeah. You're going to have a lot fewer public defenders, a lot fewer public interest lawyers, a lot more big law firm lawyers. And that's probably what they want. Okay, now I think we're getting a bit dark. I think this is a good way to end this, uh, hopefully, what has been a a more lighter and fun podcast. And Philip and Sen, thanks for joining me and sharing what it's been like for you. And hey, listeners, if you want to share with us what uh, you've been up to, uh, why don't you send us an email at editor.planamag at gmail.com. Send us little stories about what you've been up to as we're all put on lockdown and hey, we might read some of them on the air in our upcoming episodes. Hey, we all got lots of free time now. So as I said, uh, all our bonus episodes will be free to listen to. This is the first free bonus episode. So hey. many more to come. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Philip Sen, I hope you have a great night. You too. Take care. Good night. All right. Bye everyone. Bye.